Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. I have occasionally done videos about the police doing bad things and getting hit with large judgments or settlements. And people are quick to point out, say, Steve, just make sure you remember and to remind people that that money is not being paid for out of the pockets of those cops. Uh, the department's paying it. The city's paying it. Uh, but someone else is paying it. Uh, the taxpayers are paying it. Okay, it's just it's it's not those particular officers, which is one of the reasons that people get really upset by this because they think, well, if the police do something really really stupid and someone else pays for it, there's not really the same disincentive there is for you or I to avoid doing something stupid. So here's a story from uh, CBS that Spencer Wilson wrote. Matt sent to me. Thank you very much. Family says seven million dollar wrongful police taser settlement came after Idaho Springs man had best life ripped away. Idaho Springs police have agreed to a multi-million dollar settlement with a 75-year-old man who was wrongfully tasered by police last year. Uh, he will reportedly receive a record-breaking payout of $7 million. And he's agreed to settle his lawsuit for that money. Now, his attorney says a settlement like this doesn't happen unless things get really bad and Get quite bad, they did. He was unexpectedly and wrongfully shot with a taser on May 30th of last year by Idaho Springs police officer. The taser deployment caused a chain reaction of medical issues with the man, including a heart attack, stroke, and seizures. Aside from his physical health, Clark also experienced financial difficulties as a result of the response, many of which were associated with extended hospital stays and now includes a caretaker 24 hours a day, seven days a week. He went from being able to get out of bed on his own to having to call for help simply to transfer from his bed to his chair, says his daughter, uh, speaking at a news conference just the other day. From making his own breakfast to having to have it made for him, from being able to use the restroom by himself to having to call and ask for help just to get to the restroom. Idaho Springs police were dispatched to the apartment complex this man lived in after his neighbor reported that he had assaulted her something that was never supported through later investigations. And trust me, they investigated. He admitted to answering the officer's knock on the door with a small swordfish-looking sword in his hand because he didn't know who was trying to speak with him so late at night. I'm not sure what a swordfish-looking sword is, but officers uh, were shown on body camera footage demanding that he drop the sword, which he has seen then putting back on top of a cabinet. However, without warning, moments later, Clark is shot with a taser while he began explaining his problems with his neighbor. He collapsed to the ground, and a former police officer grabbed his limp body to drag him to the hallway in his underwear. Uh, he pulls his arm, causing his head to slam into the cabinet. You can hear the uh, officer then mutter the four-letter word that begins with S, on his body camera, a former officer was later given probation for violating the man's civil rights and terminated from the department later on. So as many of you will point out, the big question is, who hired him next? <laughs> How far did he have to go to find another job with the police? The settlement between this man and Idaho Springs is believed to be one of the largest settlements ever reached in American history in a civil rights case that did not result in a wrongful death claim. So obviously, if someone died... $7 million would not be, you know, record-breaking. But with a guy who survived, it is. So uh, it might possibly be the largest ever. 
The uh, money does not bring peace to the family, though, who is already strapped with medical bills and a future with their father, who they say can't always remember parts of his day after the damage caused by this incident. Uh, his son said, This settlement doesn't even come close to repay my father or our family for the past 18 months of torment. We don't know how much more time we will be able to spend with our father, but this money will be used to pay for his medical care and allow him to have his second best life since his best life was ripped away from him. Meanwhile, uh, in Colorado, this will surpass the record-breaking settlement paid out to a woman in September of 2021 who was paid more than $3 million by the Loveland police after she was thrown to the ground and forcefully arrested by a former officer there. Now, that woman, who lives with dementia, was arrested and experienced a broken arm, separated shoulder, and sprained wrist in the incident that stemmed from a report that she had attempted to steal less than $15 worth of goods from Walmart. Uh, In that case, the officer and a fellow former officer were both sentenced to time in jail for their failure to properly handle the arrest. An attorney there believes this will not be the last incident of bad policing in Clear Creek County or Idaho Springs, calling out the mountain area as a spot, willing to pick up other departments' bad apples. And again, that gets to where someone gets fired from this department, they go down the street and get hired at that department. I think it's going to get worse before it gets better, the attorney says. They're just not attracting the candidates that they need to do these types of jobs safely. When you're talking about a small mountain town like Idaho Springs or Clear Creek County, you're not getting the best that policing has to offer. A lot of the citizens of these communities don't know. They're getting the officers who couldn't get a job anywhere else. Those who applied in about 10 other places or just been convicted of a crime in another state like Utah, they pop over here, and this is where they end up. And so, again, $7 million uh, the man's going to get. Uh, of course, his attorney, I'm assuming, will get a slice of that. But one thing to keep in mind, and I know a lot of people, when they see these judgments and awards and settlements and so on, they look at a case and they go, someone got all that money for what they went through. And unfortunately, the headlines read a lot like the same headlines from like lottery winnings, right? Local couple wins $7 million betting, you know, their children's birthdays on the lottery. But in the lottery, they just hand you a check, okay? Here they hand you a check in exchange for what happened to you, what, you know, what you went through. And so this guy, yeah, he's going to get a few million dollars to take care of him in his later years. But as they pointed out, he needs 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week care. Um, that's not cheap. And so most of the cases I've heard of that involve huge amounts of money, most people would not be willing to step into that other person's shoes for that money. So in other words, if I told you that um, we're going to tase you and you're going to go through all these physical injuries and be incapable of taking care of yourself for the rest of your life, and I hand you a check for $7 million, which you got to pay your attorney out of, but then the leftover money will, will be yours. You want that? Most people don't want it. And, and so, you know, you got to be real careful when you look at a case like this, and don't let that headline mislead you, because it does look like a windfall for somebody, but it's not. It's not. And the sad part is, as I noted earlier, and again, my audience is quick to point out, and for good reason, is that it's not the police officer who's pulling out his checkbook and writing a check to the person who got hurt. It's Idaho Springs, 
is cutting a check. Now, they might have insurance, they might not. I don't know that, but the point simply is that it's not the person who did the thing that caused the trouble. And so in the law, we often refer to wrongs done amongst people as torts. It's a tort. It's an old, old term, T-O-R-T, tort. And um, the person, the actual person who does the tort is called the tortfeasor, okay? So it's not uncommon that somebody commits a tort, they are a tortfeasor, that you can often sue them and sue their boss, or if they're the agent of a principal, sue the principal, whatever you want to term that relationship. But I remember in law school, the professor who says, you know, many people spend so much time looking for the other liability, they often forget to write on the exam, oh, by the way, you can sue the tortfeasor. And he said, you can always sue the tortfeasor. And so you can sue the cop who did it, you can sue the department, and then you can sue the city, maybe, depends on how this is all laid out. But again, the check is being cut by Idaho Springs. And so it is a simple fact of life that you will behave differently. If it's your neck on the line, then if it's not your neck on the line. And so unfortunately, a lot of people get in positions where they have a lot of power. They can do a lot of harm if they do their job wrong, but they're not on the hook for what happens. They do their job wrong. So is there a disincentive against behaving badly? And some people look at this and go, no, it's not. So... It's a crazy story, but I will tell you one thing, and that is that the uh, fact that these police are wearing body cams now uh, is changing the world. It really is. Because 30 years ago, this man right here would have gotten nothing. He would have gotten nothing because they'd say, well, the guy came at us with a weapon, had to defend ourselves. So there you go. The body cam shows a slightly different story. And uh, that story, being able to be viewed by us, means instead he gets $7 million as a settlement. And I can tell you also one other thing. I taught trial practice for many years. And I also took a class called trial practice. And I've also tried cases. And I can tell you that juries love video. So if you get in front of a jury and you're doing an opening statement and you're telling them what they're going to see during the trial, if you say... My client's going to get in the stand and testify that such and such happened. We got three witnesses who saw it. They're going to get up and testify to the exact same thing. And at the end of the trial, we're going to be asking you to compensate my client. Okay? Jury's going, oh, okay, sounds interesting. But if I instead say, my client's going to testify about what happened to him. And we've got videotape of what happened to him. Suddenly, the whole mindset shifts from... We're going to hear what happened from somebody else. No, we're going to see what happened. And that is the situation. It's it's the immediacy. It's it's this isn't being filtered through somebody else's lens. We get to watch the video. Now, it's true that some video is not clear. Some videos don't show the whole story. A video might be shot from far away. It might be grainy. It might be security camera. There's all kinds of things. But you'd be amazed at at how impactful that video can be. So the body cams, when they're switched on, are priceless. Uh, But this story, again, it's very sad because you and I both know this guy would rather have his life back and not have the $7 million. So there you go. Spencer Wilson wrote this for CBS Colorado. Matt sent it to me. Thanks a lot. 
Family says that $7 million wrongful police taser settlement came after Idaho Springs man had his best life ripped away. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. You know you're getting old when the police start to look like high school age kids.